0: News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On the Mark. I am Mark Hespin, brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, Family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell him Mark sent you. I will say a little bit later on in the show. I'm going to take a little time here to uh, talk about something that Cunis is doing. Uh, I was just able to talk with the uh, uh, the general uh, manager over there, Jason Buxman, earlier this week, and uh, the regional general manager. And he's got an incredible, incredible program happening at Cunis Honda Hyundai. Stop by the dealership, check it on out. Just a, a little a teaser for that. It's tax time. We know it's tax time. and and, uh, and cuteness wants to be very helpful during tax time. Welcome on into the show. Uh, whether you're joining us on the radio on KGMO, whether you're joining us on the Facebook Live on the mark cagemo uh, on Facebook. That's how you find us there. Uh, as always, follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Great way to reach out to me. Already put on Twitter this morning my parlay play of the day. We'll kind of break that down a little bit later on in the show as well. Uh, focus on the Bengals and Titans game. Uh, just to give you a look of what's on tap on episode 119 of of On the Mark. Crazy to think about here on this uh, January 22nd. Uh, We're going to break down all four of the games. This is uh, the weekend in the NFL that I think is... Uh, I think it's the best weekend. I think you're going to have four really competitive, fun games. I don't sense that uh, many of these games will be any of those where you're like, all right, turn it off. Like Kind of like how the Rams and Cardinals was on Monday night. I uh, I, have a, I have a really strong feeling that by Monday morning, we're all going to be sitting there going, holy smokes, what a weekend that was. And... um and, uh, and, and, and I think the, the, the teams that win uh, are going to earn the spots. I really hope that on Monday we're not talking about officials. I have a, I have a good feeling, you know, we're down to the Final Four, Final Four crews. Hopefully the NFL, especially what they saw last weekend, sent out some uh, memos to the officials to, uh, you know, not uh, not be the headlines on Monday. So we'll break down all the games. Uh, I'll also talk about in Hesman headline number two coming on up in a bit. Um, there are five people in the NFL this weekend that, in my opinion, have more pressure on them than anyone else. Um, uh, we'll go from a five all the way to one, number one being the person with the most pressure. We'll break that down. Uh, we'll talk some NBA with well, the NBA season. Is it the halfway point? The All-Star Breaks coming on up. we got Russell Westbrook drama in L.A. with the benching. Lonzo Ball is going to be out six to eight weeks with the Bulls. We'll give you uh, some thoughts on how I feel that manages the Bulls for the rest of uh, uh, their season going into the trade deadline. Uh, and then at the very end of the show, if we have time, uh, a list of candidates so far that the Bears have interviewed for head coaches come on out. I will break it into categories of if they hire those people, The I think like eight people so far in the list, how i feel about the hires there's some that i would like there's some that'd i be like okay let's see and then there's a couple that i initially will be probably disappointed if i see their name pop on up so we'll go through all that right now though Let's get it started. Hespen headline number one. Let's break down some NFL action. Hespen's headlines on the mark. All right, let's start with the Bengals at the Titans. That's the game that kicks off today at three thirty on CBS. Um, this is a uh, this is a game where the Cincinnati Bengals in Tennessee are uh, three and a half point underdogs. A lot of people uh, really like Cincy and the points. Before I give you. Uh, who I'm going to pick? Uh, I'll just say about this game. I think there's, um, I think there's a real, uh, a, a, a real sense of. How do I want to put this? There's, a, there's, a, there's a, there's a, there's a. We have to remind ourselves. This is the best way to say it. We have to remind ourselves that the Titans are a one seed for a reason. Just like the Packers. When you don't see a team play on Wild Card Weekend, you can kind of forget about them. You get hyped up by teams that win. You see them have dramatic wins. You see them play. You feel that momentum. Uh, But there's a reason why Tennessee is a one seed. And I just want to, you know, lay that back out there. You know, Tennessee is a team that beat the Colts twice handily in their own division. A Colts team that was uh, on the verge of making the playoffs at the end of the year. A physical... Uh, very run-centric Colts team. Uh, They beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. Remember, they beat the Rams as well when the Rams were ailing right after they had gotten Oda Beckham Jr. and Von Miller and the super team talk was started going around with the Rams. And uh, late in the season, when the 49ers and Titans were both battling for playoff position, they beat that really good 49ers team that everyone's in love with right now in Tennessee. I mean, this is a team... That has really impressive wins throughout the year, and it's a team that earned this one seed. It's also a team, though, that has a Jekyll and Hyde feel to it. For every one of those really impressive wins for the Tennessee Titans, there are some wild and odd and stinky losses uh, to the Jets, to the Texans. To the Steelers when it was late in the season and 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 the season for them was on the line of of not only their division when the Colts were surging uh, but but playoff positioning in general wild card spots and possible one C which they were battling for I mean this team is a real Jekyll and Hyde feel to it uh, for this reason and this reason alone though I uh, is is it's not the only reason I'm not taking the Titans I will be picking the Cincinnati Bengals to win this game and the main reason I'm taking Cincinnati is when you get to games like this, sometimes it boils down to do you trust the person with the ball in their hands light? And right now, I have no reason to doubt Joe Burrow, uh, certainly compared to Ryan Tannehill. Um, So Joe Burrow plays a huge factor in why I think the Cincinnati Bengals will win this game. I think him and Jamar Chase have this really unique bond. I think Joe Burrow is the type of person, as we saw last week, that really his heartbeat slows down in games like this, in spotlights like this. I don't think that uh, the Tennessee Titan back end of the defense matches up well with Cincinnati and their explosive offense at all. I think uh, what Tennessee does well is want to play a power run style offense. Uh, Derrick Henry coming back for this game, I actually think could be a negative for Tennessee. Not because Derrick Henry's not great. But it changes the ethos of what since Tennessee does, and it allows Cincinnati to say, hey, we got a feeling they're going to force feed Derrick Henry which we all think they're probably going to do. It's probably the best option for Tennessee because he is your best player and when you are your best, you are running through Derrick Henry. But in a in a playoff game where you're dealing with an offense that's extraordinarily explosive and a quarterback for Cincinnati that is riding high and this Cincinnati Bengals team is completely playing with house money. They may be the only team left in the playoffs that can honestly say no one thought we were going to be here. Legitimately, four months ago, there was no one that predicted Cincinnati would be in the divisional round uh, and have the season that they did. I can't find him. I certainly didn't think it. Thought they'd be improved. Thought you'd think Joe Burrow would take a step forward coming back from that tragic knee injury, that horrific knee injury, but look at him now. Cincinnati is playing with confidence, with house money, and you have a Titans team that does feel the pressure of the one seed, and they can't play up the disrespect card as much. I mean, if this was a, um, if this was any other team in the AFC that was going to the to Tennessee, you'd think, oh, it's Tennessee. You know, most experts would pick uh, the other team, and Tennessee would be able to play up the disrespect card a little bit more. I love Mike Vrabel. I like the Titans a lot. I think they are a, a team that is built for January football. Uh, but I do think there's a pressure that comes with being the one seed. There's a pressure with getting your best player back. And I think that Joe Burrow and Cincinnati are playing completely pressure-free. Listen, it's going to be a really close game. It's going to be a really tight game. I think the line at 3.5 is a, is a good line. It's an accurate line. Uh, that basically what Vegas is saying is Tennessee's only slightly better than Cincinnati in their eyes if they were playing on a neutral field. Home field for Tennessee, definitely That's where you get the three points. This game, I think you're going to be able to tell early on the, the tenor of this game. If Tennessee comes out on the first drive, gets the football, Derrick Henry runs for a 35-yard touchdown after a couple first, draw, first downs, uh, that place is going to explode and the Bengals are going to be in real trouble. But if the, if the Titans come out and they go three and out, and Derrick Henry gets stuffed early and the Bengals' defense gets a little momentum, meanwhile Joe Burrow is able to lead his Bengals down for a scoring drive after that, whether it's a touchdown or a field goal, that's going to be real quiet in Tennessee, and that pressure starts building and mounting. Hey, we're a one seed, we have everything we need to get to the Super Bowl, all of our players back, and we have home field advantage over the vaunted chiefs over the explosive bills uh and a and a Cincinnati team that no one expected to be here uh that That pressure starts mounting. I like Cincinnati in the upset over Tennessee. I'll pick them to win to cover the three and a half, obviously. Um, and I, I think it's fairly low scoring. I think Tennessee uh, it, and, and Cincinnati going into the 4th they're right there, 17, 17. And honestly, I think there's, there's just, I, I have a feeling that Joe Burrow late is going to have a chance to lead his team for a scoring drive to win the game. And he's going to pull it off. Uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals would be the surprise team, of uh, the AFC playoffs. That's what we're talking about Monday. And and it's not like we're trashing Tennessee. I just think this is Tennessee's limit. It's their ceiling. Um, and I don't like them having the the bye week, even though they got healthy. there's just it feels like there's no momentum for Tennessee right now. And a team that's built off of running the ball and having momentum and their offense clicking. It's a hard thing to just get going uh, after a bye week in the playoffs at home against a very good Bengals team. All right, moving on. Game two, as you're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Uh, 7-15 tonight on Fox. The 49ers are five-and-a-half-point underdogs at the Green Bay Packers. Okay, I'll start by saying this. I'm picking Green Bay to win this game. I think in the matchups on paper this game It's one of those things where Packers fans can say they're confident all they want, but they've got to be dreading this matchup. Uh, The 49ers have had this a little bit of a, you know, uh, under-the-skin feeling for the Green Bay Packers. Obviously, two years ago with the NFC Championship loss, where Jimmy G didn't have to throw the ball, what, like six times? 49ers ran the ball like 40 times and just completely... Obliterated Green Bay at the line of scrimmage, and oh, and and just physical blow after physical blow to them. Uh, then last year in the NFC Championship game. Basically, the Buccaneers did the same thing to the Packers, only in Lambeau Field. Now, the Packers exercised some of their demons against the San Francisco 49ers earlier this year with a win, uh, and saying that hey, we can play a physical brand of football as well. And I do think this Packers team is a more physical team than we've seen in the past, uh, the previous two years under Matt Lafleur. I think the Packers have a couple things going for them. They're getting Zadarius Smith back; that's huge for them. This defense is a, is uh, explosive. They can make big plays. And I think their running game has matured beyond what it was in the past two years. Dylan is a, is a real factor right now. He brings such a physical element to this game. Bosa did clear concussion protocol. He's going to be on the field for the Niners. Uh, that's a huge get for the Niners. Listen, I think this game is tight. I think it's low scoring through three, three, three quarters. Jimmy G, I predicted on this show last week, would make the big mistake and Dak Prescott and the Cowboys wouldn't. And you would see that that's how the game breaks down and that's how the Cowboys eventually win the game. I'm going to predict that again. I just feel like at some point in time, I can't trust Jimmy G on the road, under freeze. It's going to be under 30 degrees in Lambeau tonight. Um, Cold, Fox, Troy, and Joe on the call I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have a big second half. Aaron Rodgers uh, makes a play with his legs, a scramble late to get a first down, uh, to extend a drive when the Niners really need a three and out, maybe put them up another field goal on the board. Uh, The Packers defense able to pin their ears back and get it. Jimmy G most of the fourth quarter, and they end up running away this game. I think the Packers win. I think the Packers cover against the Niners. I'll take the Packers. 27-20 in a win over the Niners, a kind of exercising of demons um, and getting themselves to uh, the NFC Championship game for the third year in a row. Now, I'll also say this. That's analyst mark, all right? That is, I'm trying to be as fair as possible. I'm trying to look at all the data, all the numbers, the players who are playing in this game, and then also trusting my gut from what I've seen from these teams with my eyes. That's how I feel. Now, I will say this. Personally, I would love to see the Niners walk in there, run the ball 35 times, and absolutely blow out the Green Bay Packers and win in Lambeau. I also, though, as a fan of the Bears and the Packers being my least favorite team on planet Earth... Would love for the Packers to win and once again lose at home in the NFC Championship game because that narrative is just so juicy for me. It is so juicy for me to be able to sit there and just watch Aaron Rodgers lose NFC Championship games in Lambeau Field. I love that. I could drink that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So either way, I'm going to be a happy camper because if the Packers win... I get to predict that they'll get blown out at home in Lambeau Field (laughs) next next week. Uh, If they lose, then they lose, and they're done. And I can make fun of Aaron Rodgers even more uh, around the water cooler and with my buddies. I'm just saying – Analyst brain and, and and just trying to give you my fairest assessment of the game and taking away my fandom out of it. I, I just don't think Aaron Rodgers loses these games. Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game, we've seen it; that happens. Aaron Rodgers getting to the NFC Championship game. Uh, I, I also think there's just a matchup they like. I think the the Packers defense it can handle the run. They're more physical. They know what's coming at them. I think there's a there's a fun chess match between the good friends of Lafleur and uh, and Shanahan, the coaches. And I just think Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy G. I have the much better quarterback if I'm Green Bay, and I trust that in big games like this. Uh, so I'll take the Packers to win 27-20. All right, looking at Sunday's games, you'll listen to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Kunis Honda Hyundai. Follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Mark Hespin. Follow the show On the Mark, KHMO on Facebook. Uh, Rams at Bucks, 2 o'clock on NBC. Rams are two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Earlier in the week... This was a three-point game. So the public is getting on the Rams and driving that line. Uh, So what initially Vegas was saying is they actually think these two teams are pretty even right now. uh, But the Bucs are at home and they get the home field advantage. I actually really like Tampa Bay in this game. And let me explain why. The Rams' defense is... Is really really special. They have special players. They have Aaron Donald. He can wreck a game. They have Von Miller, who is a uh, Hall of Fame talent. They have Jalen Ramsey, who's one of the top three corners in this league. on any given day, um, what he does, he's like physical like Jamal Adams, but he actually can cover, unlike Jamal Adams. I mean, he is uh, a guy that you can handle Gronk as at a corner. I mean, he is a guy that can handle Mike Evans by himself as a corner. The thing about the Rams defense, though, that what makes them really special, what makes the Rams defense win games for them, is they play off script. The Rams defense is a bunch of guys, a bunch of stars that just make plays. Tom Brady is really, really, really good at taking advantage of that. Tom Brady is really, really good at seeing a matchup and someone who's not disciplined and wants to do something a little different and being precise and being accurate and dinking and dime, uh, diming his way with accurate, smart football decisions down the field, uh, I think that the the Rams will feel the pressure early on to make a big play uh, in Tampa. I think that Stafford um, he's going to face a lot of pressure with Vita Vea. I mean, this Rams offensive line dealing with the the the, the size, the physicality of the, the Tampa Bay defensive line. The Rams are successful on offense when they can run the ball. Who can run the ball against Tampa right now? I just don't see that happening. I can't bet against Tom Brady. Part of me feels as though if um there's every there's every reason to think that the Rams will hit a couple big explosive plays, and they will shock the the Tampa Bay Bucks. It wouldn't disappoint me. It wouldn't surprise me. But it's a lot like how I felt in the uh, NCAA championship game with Alabama versus Georgia. I'm gonna bet Alabama because everything that I've seen the last five years, everything that the that, that the my gut tells me over the last five years, and everything that on paper tells me uh, that Alabama should win that game. Uh, Would it shock me if Georgia did? I said no because they're a uniquely uh, talented team like that LSU team was a couple years ago with Joe Burrow. That's how I feel a little bit about this game. I think it's a very comparable thing. It's Tom Brady. It's a, it's a Tampa Bay team that has shown us over the two, last two years and, and just Tom Brady in general over the last 20 years. You just don't bet against Tom Brady at home in the playoffs when he's got some momentum going. I mean, they did anything they wanted against that Philadelphia team. Now, the Rams are step up against Philadelphia, but I'm going to trust betting on Tom Brady. I'm going to take the Bucks to win and cover in a really close game. Uh, But Tom Brady has a big drive sometime in the fourth quarter that's a demoralizing type of drive. Uh, where he just dinks and dunks, controls the ball for seven, eight minutes, keeps the Rams' offense on the on the sideline. Uh, the Bucks end up winning uh, twenty, uh, you know, 7, 24, uh, twenty-one, something like that. Stafford has a big uh, pick at some point in time in the second half, uh, and and I'll take the I'll take the Bucks. Either way, in the NFC, I mean the 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 NFL ratings, people are happy if you have the Bucks, the Rams. Or the Packers representing the NFC in the champ in the, in the Super Bowl. The ratings people are very, 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 very happy. Those are all wins for the NFL. Uh, let's go to the final game of the weekend, CBS 530 tomorrow night. Everyone's billing this as the game of the weekend. The Bills uh, are one and a half point underdogs in Kansas City. And I would hammer the Chiefs to cover that. I love the Chiefs, and I like the Chiefs to win big. I think the Chiefs pull away in the second half. Josh Allen and the Bills demoralized and beat down and and got decades of frustration out against their rivals, the New England Patriots, last weekend. That's one of those games that you just I, you can't replicate. The Bills, uh, as much as I talked about the Tennessee Titans being Jekyll and Hyde, the Bills are Jekyll and Hyde of the NFL. I mean, they lost in Jacksonville 9-6 to in a field goal game. Josh Allen may be showing us, and honestly, he may be the most talented quarterback in the NFL, even more just talented than Patrick Mahomes. What he does in his size, his running ability, his arm – Everything, it is freakish. It really is freakish. She is like the Giannis Antetokounmpo of the NFL. It, you're just, it's mind-blowing. It's, 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 it's fascinating to watch. But there are times when it's just unhinged, and that bull in the china shop comes out, and mistakes happen. I don't think that it's going to be Josh Allen's fault that the, that the Bills don't win this game. I just think the Chiefs showed us last week, and they've showed us over the past couple weeks going in uh, to this playoff run, even in that loss against Cincinnati, the offense is fine. They'll score. They're going to score. And and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, uh, I think it's a coaching advantage for the Chiefs. I think the fact that they're at home is a huge advantage for the Chiefs. Remember, early in the season I picked the Bills to beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. They did, and all that was part of, I thought the Bills would just get on a roll and they would be the one reeling off eight or nine wins to end the season. They can get the one seed, and they would be fine, and that's how they'd exercise their demons. It didn't happen. And a lot of the reasons it didn't happen is because their Bills, this Bills defense, as good as it is, can be taken advantage of at times, and this offense can come off the rails. I think it's a coaching advantage for Kansas City. It's a Home field advantage for Kansas City, and right now I think Kansas City's offense I can trust them more, uh, and uh, and to be consistent to put up the big numbers. I think it's fun. I think it's high scoring. I think it's I think that uh, that Buffalo makes a late rally with a touchdown to get you know a couple minutes left, and then try maybe an onside kick, and it's a fascinating game to watch. But I think the Chiefs win. I think the Chiefs cover. I love the Chiefs to win this game at home. 33 27, wild game, fun game. Patrick Mahomes has three touchdowns. Josh Allen has three touchdowns. Maybe each one of them have a pick. They both make a big play with their legs. Uh, 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 huge plays from the wide receiver position. Look for Tyree Kill to have a big game. Look for uh, uh, Diggs to have a big game. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fascinating. But I do think most of the second half, it's going to feel like the Chiefs have won this game or in control of this game. Josh Allen maybe makes a play late. to be like, oh, what do we got? What do we got going on here? You have to Tune in to the end of that game. All right, in a quick recap before we go to break. I know it was 25 minutes straight of football, but it's the best football weekend of, of the year. I like Cincinnati in the upset over Tennessee. I like Green Bay at home and cover. I like Tampa Bay at home and cover. And I like the Chiefs at home over uh, the Bills and cover uh, the points. Uh, you're listening on The Martin News Talk 1070 KMO and the KMO app. When we come back, Five people this weekend are feeling the pressure. I'll let you know who they are. We're live and local. It's on the market, News Talk 1070, KHMO. We're a lot closer.
1: Just like Cliff and Deb, thousands of singles over 50 found their perfect match on Silver Singles last year.
0: I feel like I'm 20 years old again, and I'm pretty sure she feels the same way.
1: Rediscover the magic of dating with Silver Singles, the exclusive community for singles over 50. Sign up today and receive daily matches you won't want to miss at silversingles.com/radio. silversingles.com/radio. Welcome to the Orphan Diaries. Here's the founder of Food for Orphans, Gary Van Dyke.
0: Ken doesn't know how old he is. He guesses at around seven. His whole life has been centered on finding food. You see, he lives at a dump and he's never been anywhere else. You can find Ken walking in a decaying landfill of rotting garbage, plastic bags, and shards of broken glass. His parents are long gone. Ken is one of about 100 children living in the dump. Some live with their parents. Others are orphaned, abandoned, alone. They walk around the dump hoping to find a bit of food to get them through the day. They'll eat whatever food they can find. For them, there's no such thing as food too rotten to eat. Ken also collects bottles and plastic for three cents a sack, and it takes nearly all day for the seven-year-old to earn three cents. His bare feet are filthy and ribboned with cuts. The shoes he finds are usually unwearable. To many, Ken and children like him are invisible. But they're not, are they?
1: For more information, visit www.foodfororphans.org.
0: KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. They're doing something incredible, rolling out um, sometime soon a whole tax program. Uh, You basically bring your W-2 to Cunis Honda Hyundai. They will do your taxes, file them for you, and you can use whatever you get on your refund. They put it right on a card that you can then use for a down payment on a vehicle. How incredible is that? Uh, That program rolling out soon, go to CUNISQUincy.com, check it on out and tell them, Mark Sencha. All right. All um, right, let's jump into it. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Hespin headline number two. I'm going to tell you the five people in the NFL this weekend that have the most pressure on them. So it's a little different from picking the games. It's the idea of if they're waking up right now, this morning, and I feel like they may not know it, but there is more pressure on them than everyone else. Uh, let's start at number five and work our way to the person that has the most pressure on them. And number five is Jimmy G, uh, uh, the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. He's got a weird pressure on him. I mean, he's proven once again that Jimmy G is a winning quarterback in this league. He is, um, if you can get him at an affordable price. You know, right up there with Ryan Tannehill as, like, the guys that are the best of that second group. So they're not the elite, and they're not, like, the young up-and-comers. They're, they're, he's, like, the best of that second group, you know, right behind Dak Prescott and, like, Ryan Tannehill, but ahead of the Kirk Cousins and those quarterbacks. Um, I, You know, right there, you know, we could argue with a Derek Carr. Um. People that can win you games, that know how to play in big games, because he continually ends up playing in these big games. But Jimmy G's got some real limitations, and injuries are a concern. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is, uh, I think, fighting for the fact that he should stay the, start, the starter for the 49ers going into next year. I think he's also fighting for the fact that if there are needy quarterbacks out there, teams out there, like a Washington football team, like a Pittsburgh Steelers, like a New Orleans Saints. Think about Jimmy G with Sean uh, Payton in New Orleans. There are some teams out there, that are quarterback needy, and that he fits in. Think about him in the dome with Sean Payton. Think about him with that really good Steelers defense. You know, basically being uh, and and a, and a, and all those weapons they have on offense, if they can work on that offensive line, I think it'll be a good fit in, in in Pittsburgh. There are some options for Jimmy G. The same thing in Washington. Uh, there are options for Jimmy G. Uh, or staying with the Niners for another year and babysitting Trey Lance uh, as he needs more time to develop and grow and uh, really letting uh, letting, uh, him uh, take the pressure off of Trey Lance. I think uh, Jimmy G, there is some real pressure for him this weekend, um, but it's self-pressure. It's not necessarily team pressure. Uh, If he plays well and they lose, that's a win for Jimmy G. If he plays bad and they lose... That's a huge loss for Jimmy G. If he plays bad and they and they win, that's also a mega loss for Jimmy G. So I think there's some real pressure on him to play well because it helps him and his agent make money. It helps him uh, stay a starting quarterback going into 2022-2023. Number four, I, I wanted this person to be higher, but I just can make the argument better there are three people that deserve to be above him. And that's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' career right now, in a weird way, it's a lot like LeBron James. It's about wins in the playoffs and Super Bowls. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has everything you want for everyone to argue that he's the top five quarterback of all time. But if you legitimately want to make the argument that Aaron Rodgers belongs above Peyton Manning, belongs above Joe Montana... Uh, and and uh, and those elite of the elite in the top three quarterback ranking. He's not. He's not Brady. He's not going to be above Brady unless he goes on some sort of tear to win two or three Super Bowls here to end his career. But Aaron Rodgers, if he gets a second Super Bowl win, I can see people then saying, "All right, he deserves to be in some people's eyes ahead of Tom, uh, ahead of Peyton Manning." ahead of Joe Montana. He wouldn't be for me, but I can see that argument start to go. Uh, It is vastly important for Aaron Rodgers to win Super Bowls, to get to more Super Bowls, and to win NFC Championship games. So that means there is immense amount of pressure on him. Also, for Aaron and his agent, it's a big weekend. If he plays really well and the team loses, once again, just goes, hey, you need me more than I need you. Uh, I'm getting us here. I'm the reason the Packers are in these playoff games, not the defense, not the organization. And good luck with doing this with Jordan Love next year. If he plays really, really badly and he loses again, I think it does slightly hurt his value as far as getting out to other teams and what they can demand and what they want. Because again, is is quarterback needy as teams are? How, what's the you know point of giving up so much just to get Aaron Rodgers and then? You know, losing the first and second round of the playoffs. And you want Aaron Rodgers because you want to be Super Bowl winning. You want to win Super Bowls. And if he can't do it in Green Bay, you know, what's to say, what's to say he can do it in Denver? He can do it in Pittsburgh. I, I mean, probably can Now, you're still better off to have him than not. But I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. His legacy, He this is legacy on the line for Aaron Rodgers. Um, number three. And he's the only non-quarterback on this list is Mike Vrabel, the head coach of Tennessee. Um, Not that his job would be uh, in jeopardy. I think he's got a great home in Tennessee. They're building a great program. But there's no pressure on Ryan Tannehill. There's not because Ryan Tannehill was smart. Unlike Dak Prescott, unlike Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill signed a great quarterback deal. Four years or five years and a hundred million dollars, give me twenty-five million a year. He is such a value. They have Derrick Henry. That's the star everyone's talking about. They have Julio Jones, AJ Brown. All Ryan Tannehill is 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 put himself in a position his age but you can't get mad at me. You know what I am. I am a distributor of the football with some big play capabilities. Mobile, I am the best, or right there near the top of the second group of quarterbacks, and you're paying me appropriate money for it. You're not paying me Kirk Cousins money. You're not paying me Dak Prescott money, even though my numbers and my wins are more important than um, my my wins are more important than Kirk, and my numbers are almost are, are less good than Dak's. You're paying me half of what you're paying those guys. Ryan Tannehill is so brilliant. No pressure on Ryan Tannehill. Now, it's not to say he doesn't want to win and he doesn't want to elevate himself. Of course he does. But the pressure is a little bit on Mike Vrabel because what Mike Vrabel has to do then is really coach a perfect game because he and his organization know they don't have the talented quarterback in this game. From here on out, they are dealing with, besides if they face the Niners in the Super Bowl, they are the least quarterback team in the in left of the eight. You know, Jimmy G's bottom, Tannehill is then the next. You know, obviously, you rank Burrow above him, you rank Aaron above him, you rank Stafford, you rank Brady, you rank uh, Allen and Mahomes above him. And I think those are all considerable leaps above. But he is the best bargain, and he's got the contract that's right for it. So the pressure's on Vrabel. The pressure's on Mike Vrabel to say, hey, you got the one seed. You did it. You have got to coach your team to a win at home against a inferior Bengals team. Can you do it against a quarterback who's got a, a heart that beats half as fast as everyone else when the pressure gets on? It's going to be fascinating to watch. I do think there's there's a considerable amount of pressure on Vrabel not to get fired. It's his job. It should be his job. He's the coach of the year. But earn that title. Go out and get your team a victory with a game plan uh to win this game at home. Um all right, number 2 Josh Allen. I I don't Josh Allen has a pressure on him to perform in a way that he gives his team a chance to win this game. Like I said earlier when talking about the 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 Bills versus the Chiefs. The pressure's on Josh Allen because Josh Allen has lost his team games this year. He scored 6 points against Jacksonville. He's lost his team games this year. Josh Allen throwing for four touchdowns, no interceptions, moving the ball really well and running for first downs and they and they lose, that's not Josh Allen's fault. And there would be I, I would not blame him at all and 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 that's great. But if Josh Allen goes 19 for 41 220 yards, a touchdown a pick and maybe gets a, you know, a, makes a bad decision with running the ball when he should have thrown it. I mean, he, he, listen, he's trying to get paid this off season. Him, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, that's this quarterback class. They're trying to get paid. There's pressure. Pressure's on can you we know you're as talented or maybe more talented than mahomes can you take your team on a deep run if Josh Allen beats Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City and plays well and is the reason they win it and Josh Allen and goes to Tennessee or go and or hosts Cincinnati and beats them Josh Allen gets his team to the Super Bowl Josh Allen could could make the argument Mahomes got a half a billion, give me $400 million. If he wins the Super Bowl as the Super Bowl MVP, he's in the half a billion conversation. He is in the 10 years, half a billion, sign me to the Patrick Mahomes deal, and he has every right to ask for it and not a penny less. So that's pressure. That is pressure. And, I, and, and so Josh Allen's under, I think, the second most amount of pressure. And, and listen, if Josh Allen loses and he's happy taking a – eight-year, $300 million deal or, a you know, a five-year, $250 million deal. Great. But if he wins himself a Super Bowl this year and this Bill team Super Bowl, that's 10-year, 12-year, $500, $600 million deal. And he, should, he deserves it and he can ask for it. It's a lot of pressure. And number one, it's Matt Stafford. And it's not fair to Matt, but it's just the truth. This is a Rams team that got to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, you're going up against a 44-year-old Tom Brady. You have all your weapons. You have v- the the greatest defensive player of this generation on your team. You have a Hall of Fame r- edge rusher. You have a Hall of Fame talent in corner. You have o- Odell Beckham Jr. You have your wide receiver in Cooper Cup. You have a Hall of Fame left tackle in Andrew Whitworth. Listen, the pressure's on. I mean, this is why you were brought in. They traded three first-round picks because they believed that having you made them a Super Bowl-winning team. Whether it's fair or not, you got traded. (laughs) I mean, you probably okayed the trade. You said you want the pressure, so here you go. Pressure's on. Matt Stafford, can you win a gigantic game against the Super Bowl champs in their building? Uh, I mean, if he does it, it's worth every penny. If Matt Stafford wins this game and plays well and gets you to Green Bay... He's it's worth every penny. Matt Stafford was worth every penny and the trade. But the pressure is on. And, and I think Stafford plays well. I don't think Stafford's the reason they lose this game. I think Tom Brady's the reason they lose this game. And, and there's not much you can do about that <laughs> if you're for if you're Matt Stafford. So that would take the pressure off. All right, Uh right. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back. NBA talk for a couple minutes uh, as uh, we are hit, approach the halfway point of the season. Uh, and then we'll get back to the NFL talk uh, to wrap up the show here. you know, listen on the Mark News Talk 1070 KMO and the KHMO app. Pain
2: or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. If wisdom teeth come in properly and meet the right conditions, they're generally safe to keep. But left unchecked, They can put you at risk for gum disease, tooth decay, and damage to adjacent teeth. Some wisdom teeth grow in at such an angle that they never break through the gum, which can lead to tooth decay, gum disease, cysts, and tumors. These impacted teeth can only be seen on x-rays, so the damage they may cause can go undetected if they are not checked by a dental professional. Some people just don't have enough room for another tooth in their mouth, so their wisdom teeth can affect adjacent teeth when they come in. This can make it difficult to chew, difficult to keep them all clean and misalign your teeth not all wisdom teeth need to be removed but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon find a surgeon near you for a complete examination if your wisdom teeth do need to be removed the procedure can be done in an office setting with minimal post-operative pain and swelling remember pain or no pain your wisdom teeth should be checked every year find your local oral and maxillofacial surgeon at myoms.org Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone.
1: Dear VetTix, it was nice to spend the night with my daughter and other veterans. It's so humbling to attend an event when you feel appreciated.
2: I had a wonderful time with my family. Thank you for the memories, VetTix. Dear VetTix, thank you for a great experience and for your support of the military and veterans.
1: Thank you so much, VetTix. Our family has gone through a lot the last few years, and this gave us a nice break.
3: Every empty seat at a concert, game, or special event is a missed opportunity to say thank you to a veteran or a service member. By giving your extra tickets to VetTix, you'll help America's heroes reduce stress, strengthen family bonds, and create a truly happy memory that will last a lifetime. So when you really want to say thank you for your service, give the experience. Give the memory. VetTix. Give something to those who gave. For more information on how you can make a difference, go to VetTix.org. Some kids never smile. They're embarrassed by their crooked teeth. They want braces like the other kids, but their families can't afford them. Some may even try to straighten their teeth themselves that can make everything worse. Luckily there's donated orthodontic services, a program from the American Association of Orthodontists. It helps provide orthodontic treatment to kids and teens whose families can't afford it. For kids who apply, are approved, and are matched with a volunteer orthodontist, it can be life-changing. Their treatment is in the hands of an expert, a licensed local orthodontic specialist who improves their smiles by correctly aligning teeth and jaws. Some kids think they'll never smile again, but donated orthodontic services may help them smile with confidence. To link to the application and eligibility requirements, visit aaoinfo.org. Lauren was having trouble moving, and her speech was slurred and her face drooped. A stroke seemed so unlikely. She was only 30. I had to react immediately. I called 911, and Lauren quickly received medical attention. Now we don't take anything for granted, especially spending time together as a family. Looking back, I'm so grateful I didn't hesitate to call 911. A quick reaction can make all the difference. Learn signs of stroke. Visit strokeawareness.com. Mainly clear skies and quiet today, with daytime highs approaching 35. Winds out of the west, 8 to 15 miles per hour. Cloudy skies tonight, a few flurries possible at times, lows around 25. Lots of sunshine tomorrow, chance of flurries, highs level off around 31. Upper 40s, Monday, upper teens, Tuesday, right now 27.
0: Welcome on back to on the Mark Karen on News Talk 1070 KMO and the KMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. Two twenty one North Thirty Sixth Street in Quincy. You gotta ask them about that complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Check them out at Cunis Honda Cunis Hyundai. Uh, just go to CunisQuincy.com on Facebook as well. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. So the Bulls lost last night to the Bucks. Bad foul by Grayson Allen. He's a dirty player. Uh, Anyways, the Bulls are reeling right now. They're 4-6 and of the last 10. They um, officially dropped back to the two-seed, a game behind the Nets. And the news is now they've lost Lonzo Ball for six to eight weeks as he gets a knee scope, which I think is the right call. Get that knee healthy. He's a young player. Uh, This Bulls team can can stay afloat even without Levine right now uh, in a tough stretch. Listen, the Bulls. At this point in time, you'd love for them to be the ones. You'd love to have home home court, uh, but they're playing uh, to keep in that top four, uh, and 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 they can do that with Lonzo getting the knee scope. But it does mean it changes what I've talked about in the previous weeks with the trades. Kobe White now must stay on the team. He, you have to keep Kobe White. They wanted to keep him anyways, but you have to keep Kobe White now with Lonzo being down. Io. Kobe um, with with Levine and and and, uh, and and Lonzo really out. Levine hopefully just another week or two, and you get him back. Really, really important pieces. Caruso coming back obviously is huge as well. I will say this: I do think it elevates the fact that the Bulls could get more aggressive for a Jeremy Grant if you if you know that Lonzo's gone for the next eight weeks, most likely. Levine, you're going to miss him for the next two weeks through the All-Star break in the weekend. Probably give him the rest and get that knee healthy for the last push of the season. Getting a Patrick Williams and some draft picks together as a package for Jeremy Grant, I think, is a must-do at this point in time. Let DeMar DeRozan, Jeremy Grant, Nikola Vucevic. That is such a stacked team. And then you know you're getting Levine back and you know you're getting Lonzo back that may be. That is the best starting five in the NBA. That is the best starting five in the NBA. And then you have youth off the bench: Caruso, White, Io. You know you're going to get Derrick Jones Jr. back. That is a, a a dangerous starting five. I think it changes the the tenor for that. Quickly, I will say uh, the Lakers, Russ Westbrook. You know he played well last night. I mean, 18, 17 shots, get 18 points, uh, 11 rebounds the Lakers are in real trouble and the Lakers should be doing everything they can behind the scenes to offload Russ and get, it doesn't matter what you get back for him. Um, whether it's any sort of cap relief or just get him back to OKC. I know OKC may not give you great pieces in return, but if you can get uh, Derek favors and just some young guys, uh, just bad young players that they don't want, the Lakers need youth and they need length and they need energy. And if you you can get Russ back in a reunion with OKC and kind of let him ride out the sunset of his career and, and a feel-good story for OKC to help sell some tickets here down the next year and to stretch as they're in a rebuild, do it. Um, They're, they're in a tough spot. And in the Eastern Conference right now, if you haven't been paying attention to the standings, man, oh, man, oh, man. Do as the trade deadline approaches, that the Celtics, Knicks, and Hawks need to make some moves. They have been massive disappointments this year. The Knicks and the Hawks are out of the playoffs, and and Boston is in the final play-in spot. Uh, I mean, they have been brutal, and the Cavs have taken advantage of that. Charlotte's taken advantage of that, and Toronto's taken advantage of that. Three teams that I predicted would be fringe, they're now firmly in the playoffs. And and the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Celtics are a disaster right now. They all need to make some moves going to the into trade deadline. Final break when we come back, we'll rank the Bears coaches and one other quick story. On the mark, News Talk 1070, KHMO.
2: Do you worry about how much someone drinks? Do you feel angry or depressed most of the time? Do you feel neglected or unloved?
3: Do you feel you attract people who tend to be compulsive or abusive?
2: Do you have money problems because of someone else's drinking? Are you afraid or embarrassed to bring your friends home?
3: Do you feel that if the drinker loved you, she or he would stop drinking?
2: If you answered yes to any of these questions, you are not alone.
3: More than half of all adults have a family history of alcoholism.
1: Not everyone trapped by alcohol is an alcoholic.
3: Families and friends are suffering too. Alenon and Alatine can help. Call 1 866 200 0223 or visit slash help.
1: Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., and screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family, most often colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history and it doesn't always cause symptoms especially early on so don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking oh no not that test but here's the thing you have options There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign.
0: We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Two twenty-one North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith family giving back. That's Cunis Honda Hyundai. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. Um, as we as we wrap up the show here, uh, very quickly, I want to give a shout out to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Made the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame. Listen, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is one of those people whose actual racing career. He's maybe not Hall of Fame worthy, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. What he has done for the sport, and 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 what he has done on and off the racetrack, when you put it to combine, it is a no no no. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a Hall of Fame NASCAR person. I mean, the way he handled the tragedy of his father, the way he has gr- helped grow the sport, what he's going to do just post uh, you know driving career. It's smart for Dale Earnhardt Jr. to be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame as a driver and a contributor and as an ambassador for the sport. All time great guy, uh, from the looks of it. And uh I I just love Dale Earnhardt Jr. And, and what he what he brings on Sundays uh to NASCAR when he was racing and now in his post racing career. Uh finally, the Bears. I have a minute left. The Bears have uh, interviewed one, two, three, uh, four five, six, seven, eight, nine coaches, and then there's Jim Harbaugh, so 10 names. These are the names I would be really excited if they announced tomorrow or later today they hired them. Brian Dable, Byron Lefwich, Jim Harbaugh, Brian Flores. Those four I'd be excited about. You'd hear me ranting and raving next week. Bears, Super Bowl, Super Bears. Um, There are two names I'd be okay with. I'd want to see how it goes, they have winning track records. They're not top of my list, but you know what? I think they could bring some stability, and I'd, I'd be okay if the Bears gave them the shot. Jim Caldwell and uh, and and uh, uh, Peterson, uh, the former Eagles coach. I think they're both professional head coaches. they bring some real stability. Uh, everyone raves about Jim Caldwell would deal with the Lions. The Bears, if they could just get some stability in that way. And then I'd be slightly disappointed with the three names of Hackett, Eberflus, and Frazier. Eberflus maybe is the closest one to the okay with, but, you know, the Colts didn't blow me away offensively, and he didn't really make uh, Carson Wentz that much better. On the mark, News Talk 1070 Chamo Enjoy the weekend. Follow me on Twitter, at Mark Hesman. Let's have some fun. It's a football weekend. Cunis Honda is the used car capital of-